Hey, this is Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Living Redefined Podcast. This is a place where we discuss modern day topics and attack them with biblical truths. The goal that we have is just to make daily decisions based on morality and integrity. I want to help you move forward in your faith, and I hope that today helps you do that. Enjoy the message. Hey, welcome back to FaceTime week two. Week two, talking about character in your connection today. This whole series is founded on Jeremiah 24, 7. It says, I will give them a heart to know me that I am the Lord. They will be my people and I will be their God for they will return to me with their whole heart, with their entire heart, with all their heart. The big idea is the number one relationship that we need to be having in our life is God. That number one meeting we need to be having is with God. It's the most important meeting that we're going to have all week. And hopefully seven of those are happening a week with you. FaceTime, if you remember, FaceTime is a meeting. It's an important meeting uh, with someone where you are face to face. This means this is uh, FaceTime is what gives me 100% confidence that that person is 100% present and I have their undivided attention, which is huge. And so last week we learned that every day and everything has one reason, a good reason and a real reason. And, and, and that no matter what reason we give, it's connected to ourself. Like that's, that's where it is. And so in this series, we're looking at how this applies to our relationship with God and how we approach our walk and our week with God. So we want to discuss in depth our relationship today as it pertains to our walk, which is often referred to as our faith or our belief, but ultimately boils down to our personal relationship with God. This is how I engage, how I interact with God. And so most people have two reasons for doing something, that good reason and real reason. But as believers, because we have integrity, because who we are and what we do and what we say are all the same, it's called integrity. We have one reason. It comes from our heart. It's rooted in truth. That's last week. And so now understanding that your reason takes heart and truth, the biggest question today is why do you connect with God? Why do you walk with God? Why am I, why am I having a face-to-face conversation? Last week, we tackled three questions to talk about that, that interaction that we have with God. And today, it's why do you connect with God? Hebrews 11.6 is where we're talking about here. Without faith, it is impossible to walk with God and please Him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe, must believe, that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. So then, the question, are you genuinely interested in gaining depth in your relationship with God? Do you want to have a greater faith? Do you want to have greater faith? Do you want to develop a deeper relationship? Do you want to be devoted to this? Or do you want to be devoted to what happens outside of your relationship with God. In your approach, do you have it all figured out? In your approach, have you heard it all before? Heard that before? Know that, Dusty. Because real disciples are those that make disciples, and it's not by an action or a what. It's who we are. It's it's the example that we are as we live our lives. And so then, we understand that that means it's not about me having a conversation and talking you into praying a prayer, right? And, it's, and, and I'm not the one who's responsible for conversion. Having those daily interactions is what allows God to build a bridge from your heart to their heart where he walks right across it into their life. So then we are to be an example 
to shine a light, to be the salt of the earth. And so last week we talked about this is the day the Lord has made, which means this day has never happened before. This is not just another message, another Sunday. By the way, all of those, all of those, uh, all of, those of you with me today online or through podcasts, thank you. Thanks so much. I'm, I'm glad that you're here. So thank you is not thank you. Makes me feel good to see that number. It's thank you because I believe this is going to help you get better, right? And so this is the day the Lord has made. You've never lived this before, and nor will you ever be back to this moment either. This Sunday has never happened. You only have 52 of these a year. Six of them are gone. So you need to be intentional with the next 46 that you have, right? And since you are here, you should rejoice and celebrate and you should thank God for it. You should be glad in it because God is still on the throne and he's in charge. And so what I'm saying is this, if today is the most important day of your life, then yesterday with his successes and its victories and its struggles and its failures, that's gone forever. That's gone forever, right? The past is the past. And in the words of, I think it's Raymond Kalitri in Gone in 60 Seconds, it is finished. It is done. Done. Finished. So then, you cannot go relive that. You might relive it here, but you're not going to go and relive your past. And you're not going to go and change your past. But you can learn from it. And you can improve on it. And you can prove and you can improve your today with it. So then today, this moment right now, because this is what we have right now, is God's gift to you. It's God's gift to you. And it's all that you have. This moment and this time right now is all that you have. Tomorrow, with all of its joys and, and trials and struggles and problems and people and all that, not here yet. Not here yet. Doesn't do me a lick of good to see and go, oh my gosh, look what's coming. It doesn't do me any good. Sadly, tomorrow may never come. It doesn't come for a lot of people. So do not waste any of your time in this moment with that or that because you are here. You're here. So today is what God has entrusted with you and it is all that you have. And so give the best of yourself in it. Okay? So then, identify what is most important today and spend the time that you have there. There. Then when today is done, you actually get to look back with satisfaction at what you did with what you had. And then you can look tomorrow with God's help. You look to tomorrow with God's help. At which point, your head will hit the pillow, your head will hit the pillow, and you will sleep in peace, content, content. In short, kind of to paraphrase what I just said, is Psalms 118.24, this is the day the Lord has made. I will be glad and rejoice in it. And Matthew 6.34, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Let it, okay? If you want a true new day, if you want a true new day, and if you're listening to this Sunday morning with you, this is good. If you want a true new day, wake up with this thought. Today, 
you're already awake. Tomorrow, wake up with this thought. Tuesday, wake up with this thought, and so on. This is the greatest day of my life. This is the greatest day of my life because it's the one I have. It's the one I have. I will go with my whole heart today because the one who created me gave me his whole heart when he gave me Jesus. So that thought must be rooted in who you are. And it doesn't happen overnight. It happens day after day because that's, it's a daily walk. It's a daily commitment to walk with God. It's a daily commitment to go, this is the greatest day of my life because it's the one I have. And I'm going to go with my whole heart because God gave me his whole heart when he gave me Jesus. It comes from your heart. It's not a have to, it's a get to, man. What an opportunity I have today. This is what I have. I'm going to go and I'm going to honor God in it, right? So today we're talking about bringing character into your connection. It's a great little boost. That's a great little boost to go. And uh, before we jump about taking or bringing character in your connection, let's pray. Father, open our minds. The way that we think, our perspective, our thought process. Lord, open our hands to receive our ears. Let, let them be open, Lord, to hear so we can gain faith, so we can grow and go and be better people in your world. Lord, for the plan that you have, for the places we live, let us be a part, Lord. We go willingly and we say, yes, we trust you. And we thank you, Lord, for the fruit that's going to happen, for what's going to take place in our lives because we've gathered here today. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. So bringing character into your connection, bringing character into your FaceTime. What's that mean? Well, I'm going to be present. So there's going to be some depth here, right? Romans 5, 3 through 5 says, More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, that's God's Spirit, who has been given to us. Jesus said, when I go, my Father's going to send you somebody. He's going to walk with you. Consistency produces character. Not many people like that. Why? Because that means easy button. I had a buddy tell me the other day, man, must be hard. I said, if it was easy, they wouldn't call it character. If it was easy, they wouldn't call it character. There's always strength in the stretch, right? A long muscle is a strong muscle. Why? It's been put to the test, right? And so consistency produces character, but not many people like consistency because that sounds like work, right? So let's go back to our original question. Why do you connect with God? In Psalms 105 verse 4 says, Look to the Lord and His strength and seek His face always. It's consistency. Always it's consistency. God wants you to seek His face because He wants to be known by you and He wants relationship with you. It's really why He created you. Seek supports God's desire to be found in this, by the way. Look to the Lord. Seek His face. Seek is God's desire to be found by you. To seek anything is to pursue it. We seek until we find something. Lost my truck keys. Can't find my phone. You know? Hey, can somebody help me? We all seek until we find. And in our house, we seek until we're tired and mom finds. Right? Because moms have the best eyes in the whole house. And so, there are a few Bible verses that use the phrase, seek the face of God. Talking about FaceTime here. And so they're all found in the Old Testament. And the Hebrew word used for face means to face 
the part that turns, to face the part that turns. And so it comes from the root that means to turn or to face, to appear and look. This is important because so then to seek God's face implies being face to face with God, which is a place of intentional closeness, right? Hence the series FaceTime. So is your heart, is your intention, is your motive to be face to face with God? Why do you connect? Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Continually equals consistency. Consistency builds strength. Strength builds character. Why? Because you're saying no to your mind and to your flesh and you're operating by spirit. So to seek God continually is to seek a deeper relationship with him because that's the only thing that can happen when I come continually to God. When I get with him regularly, I get better. I grow deeper. I get more. Always. And so what a real, what a real relationship with God looks like is that. So it's not, people ask me all the time about this. And the reality is not, well, I've got several different disciplines I have in my chair time, but I don't do them every day. Sometimes I just do two. Sometimes I do all seven. Sometimes I do one. Sometimes I don't do any of them and I just sit and listen. But the moment you go, I've got to do this, 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 and this, you lost it. Your heart's disconnected in your mind. You're checking boxes, right? And so, but what about when a real life incident happens, right? What about when you go to bed late or you work too much or your spouse is upset with you or your kids are disappointed with you or your boss is demanding, right? The house is in disrepair. The list goes on. What about when real life happens? These are all products of your choices, by the way, going to bed late, kids upset, spouse upset, bosses demanding, disrepair, all products of our choices, Truth is, most people seek God for one of two reasons, okay? And that's either to repair or prepare. Repair or prepare, if you're taking notes. One, repair. Why do I repair something? I'm repairing it to fix something from yesterday or for tomorrow. God, I need your help. Could you fix this, God? I can't. I did this. My fault. I know we haven't talked in a while. Could you fix it? Or the, the second reason is to prepare, right? Which is to focus on today so that we can have a great tomorrow. I'm going to focus on today so that I can have a great tomorrow. Preparing means you're connected to the source. You're seeking continually. Those who prepare have great character, consistency, depth strength, right? People are jealous of these people, but they're not willing to do the work that they do, right? They're not willing to put in the time. They're not willing to invest. Therefore, they don't see the return and they want it for free. And it doesn't happen that way, right? Nothing's ever happened that way, ever. The people who are prepared see opportunity and they see purpose in each day. It's what, it's what living intentionally is called, right? Those seeking God for prepare are likely driven by a motive. It's a real good reason, right? There's a need for something, and the reality is they're likely inconsistent. So it's that person who has the, the good reason. 
but it's not a real reason. It's not connected to their heart. It's they need something done so they can keep doing what they want to do. And if you're seeking to prepare, you're likely driven by your character, your discipline. It's who you are. And, and when you're seeking God and you're preparing, right, it's relational, not transactional. When I'm preparing, it's relational. When I'm repairing, it's transactional, right? And so remember, God's number one goal for you is that you would develop Christ-like character. He wants you to be like his son. We as believers follow the example of Jesus. Remember, he's the one who paved the way. Now, motives are different than your character. Motives are connected to specific situations. Your character is connected to your heart. And your character is with you in every situation. Your motive isn't, right? You're nothing unless it comes from your heart. That's what character is called. That's what having integrity is all about. So then, you can have a flawed motive and still have solid character. But if you have solid character, flawed motives are either going to be corrected or they're going to be eliminated. A person with solid character, their motive will either be corrected or it will be eliminated. Seeking God is really a matter of investing your is, is really a matter of investing in your character so that you can become like Jesus, which are called followers or disciples. We call it seeking God, but we're really seeking spiritual development. It's growth. Seeking God is really about personal, spiritual growth. Depth. Depth. Not width. Not how much or how many more or how long. Depth. Right? So then instead of asking, why do I seek God? We need to ask, why am I not willing to invest in and develop Christ-like character? Why am I not willing to invest in and develop Christ-like character? Because the issue is we view God as a process. This is the majority of believers, about 80%. We view God as a process. So we think with God, we need to work the process. Now, if you only work a process, you're a machine with a motive, not a disciple with a heart. But when you bring your heart, you produce real faith from a real relationship because you sought God with a why, not a what. And the integrity of your faith will erode you when you treat it like a process because you get tired mentally, especially if you don't like it or you don't believe that it does any good, but you keep doing it anyway. If you stop and think about it, the reason that you don't like doing it is because your heart isn't in it. If you just identify the real root of this, your heart's become disconnected from it. And like anything else over time, the longer that you do it, the more you don't like it. And the more ways you're going to find to cut corners, right? To show up late, to bail out early, right? The more time you're going to spend doing the bare minimum and eventually faking it which exhausts you physically because instead of God being first, he is not even last. He's a plus one, right? And I will confirm for you right now, any process that is completed without your heart 
is empty and does absolutely no good, it is fake. Because it's done with motive, right? You are what you repeatedly do. You become what you surround yourself with. Where does the energy come for that, right? Where does the energy for that come from? It comes from, if I want to go to the real reason, if I want to have a heart connection, it comes from investing time with God. It comes from investing in my relationship with Him. Building your faith, becoming a better follower, and being more devoted means you're investing in your character. It's not a self-help book. It's not a TED Talk. It's not a podcast or YouTube video. It's not a shortcut. It's not a better idea. If you're not investing in your faith, you will not be able to invest in others. I got some good advice for you. What's it rooted in? Well, I learned from my first divorce, okay? No. If you're not investing in your faith, you're not going to be able to invest in others. You are what you repeatedly do, which comes from your heart. It's who you are. It comes with passion. It comes with purpose. It comes from belief. Your faith should fuel your actions. If there's nothing in the tank, if there's no gas in the tank, the actions aren't going to be much. You're not going to go very far. It's not a plus one or, yeah, I'll do that later. It's a, I started with this. It makes my day. It makes my day. Now let me close with this. When to have character in your connection, you must guard your heart. You must guard your heart. I've got a pastor friend who always says, guard your heart, guard your time. Here's what it says. Proverbs 4.23 says, above everything, guard your heart with all diligence because from it flow the springs of life. When Solomon here says, guard your heart, he is implying that you are living in a war zone. And a lot of us don't want to admit that, but that's true. The battle that we fight is not against flesh and blood. It's spiritual. There's a constant battle going on. It's like, it's something that we can't comprehend. But because we can't, we try to phrase it or put it in a box or, or you know, make it fit somewhere that it doesn't. I was talking to a guy the other day and asked him how his day was going. He's like, man, it's like I'm stuck in the matrix, is what he said. That's spiritual oppression. If you feel stuck in the matrix, get out. Get out, send me an email, and I'm going to walk with you, okay? I'm going to get you some word. i get you a book. I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you the Bible. So I'm going to get you. I'm going to show you some scriptures, give you some stuff. You can start speaking over your life. When Solomon says, guard your heart, he's implying you're living in a war zone. So we all have an enemy who is hell-bent on our destruction. He just is. He not only opposes God, but he opposes everything that is aligned with him, including you and me. Philippians 4, 7 says, you must be diligent to guard your heart always above everything. So then you need to be on. But if you are spiritually weak and without Christ-like character, spiritual character, how? How? It said in Philippians 4, 7 says, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Your heart is the source for everything that you do. It's your spirit. It's who God's called you to be. King Solomon says it's the wellspring of your life. In other words, your heart is the source of everything else in your life. 
Your heart overflows into your thoughts. It overflows into your words. It overflows into your actions. It is your heart. For confirmation of this, you can look at Proverbs 23.7, Matthew 12.34, Proverbs 15.7, Luke 6.45, and Mark 11.23. And what it's going to say is your heart overflows into your thoughts, your words, and your actions. When your heart leads the way, you are operating from the Spirit. You're operating in the spiritual. If your heart is unhealthy, it threatens everything else. It threatens everything else. Therefore, it is crucial. It is crucial to your life that you guard your heart. You are nothing unless it comes from your heart. Why? Your character, you want to connect in character? Your character is connected to your heart. Your character is who you are. So to recap, because we did it weird today, recap, connect with God consistently. Number one relationship, it takes top priority. Consistency builds character. That's an intentional FaceTime. That's real relationship with God. Connect to prepare, not to repair. Your character is your heart. Guard your heart. It overflows into everything that you do. And lead from your heart, that is lead from your spirit. Lead from your spirit. If you will do that, you will see God move on your behalf and you'll see God move through you and other people will recognize, wow, you are coming from a place of energy and life. Why? Because I connected. I had FaceTime with God today. It's changing my life. It's making me better. And the reality is when I get better, you get better. When you get better, we get better. That's how we impact our world, our city, our community, our house. Lord, I love you. Thanks so much for the opportunity to share your word, who you are, how you've called us to live, to connect and to be with you. I'm grateful, Lord, for the fact that you are moving people forward in their relationship with you. We love you. We thank you so much for your son, Jesus, for giving him to us so that we could have life and have it abundantly. So in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Here's your action step today. It's James 4, 7 through 8. Here's what it, I'll tell you first. James 4, 7 through 8. Wash your hands. Dang. Like, uh, heard that for two years in a row every day. Like, I can't. Wash your hands. What do I mean? Address what you're doing. If it doesn't honor God, delete it. Wash your hands. Purify your hearts. What's that? Address your routines, your traditions, your beliefs with God, and renew, renew, renew. Three, commit to consistency. Have a daily FaceTime with God. Do it every day. That's on you, but I promise it will bring you life. What's James 4, 7 through 8 say? You just gave me three things. What did it say? Commit yourselves to, commit yourselves into God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. What does it say? Commit, wash your hands, purify your hearts. Do those three things. Make them a regular, a regular occurrence in your life. Now, uh, next week we're going to talk about how to create consistency. And then the fourth week is going to be awesome, so, so don't miss these. Now, I pray the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. I pray the perception of your mind would be enlightened so that you know what His hope, His calling, and His purpose are for you and the great things, the great things that He has in store for you because you've had a face time with Him. Thankful you were here. Go have a great week. See ya.
Thank you so much for joining me today. A huge thanks to those of you who support our ministry. You make what we get to do in Michigan, Oklahoma, Texas, and Colorado possible with those weekly outreaches to our hospital heroes and public service men and women. It's a big deal to get to do that and to support the people who are caring for our communities. And so go ahead and click the link in the description to become a partner, or you can visit livefreedefined.com and click the giving link. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to like and subscribe or share it with a friend. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.